Hi there and welcome to episode two of One Chance Coaching Podcast. How are you this morning? Um, it is early doors here. What time is it? 7.55 in the morning. I'm an early bird today. I'm an early bird every day. I don't know about you, but um, if uh, if my daughter didn't have me to wake her up, she would never make it to school. God bless her. She's a good girl. I'm not, I'm not being mean, but she's just incapable. She sleeps through every alarm. It's utterly incredible. So I'm sitting here with my morning coffee. You might hear a dog or two at some point. As I said in my intro podcast, if you haven't listened to it, go back and check it out. This is very much a um, real life situation. There isn't going to be loads and loads of editing because I find it mind numbingly dull and a massive waste of time because I don't think anyone that listens is sitting there thinking, well, that bit was a little bit too loud or there's not quite enough compression on that on that voice. So um, it is what it is. I'm sitting here in my lovely little office just having a chat with you guys. Um, So episode two, I wanted to have a little chat about where the name of my coaching came from. So we're called, we're, I am called One Chance. Um, And it's, you know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that we get one shot at life, don't we? We get one chance to make the best of the life that we have been given. Um, sometimes that life is going to be uh, easy and sometimes that life is going to be difficult. But I think there are ebbs and flows in everyone's life. It's very easy to look at other people and imagine that they've got it easy. They got the best bit. They got the good school or they got the money or they got the, the opportunity to travel. And other people look at their lives and think, well, I didn't get any of those chances. Um, I live in a small flat that is uh, not owned by me. It's, you know, owned by the council and, you know, and absolutely there are some people that have ultimate privilege in life and there are some people that are uh, less fortunate shall we say I'm not going to say unlucky because I do believe that you can make your own situation better if you see what I mean I'm not saying you make your own luck because I'm not even sure I believe that either but you can always make the best of every situation um so yeah I'm all about 100% about making people realize not even making people realise, helping people realise what they are capable of. And I think that actually we are all capable of far more than we give ourselves credit for. Negativity in our lives is started very early. It's very early and it remains with us. And those early interactions and deep-seated, deep-rooted ideas get set into our mindset. So how the hell do we get rid of them? How do we get rid of the things that are keeping us from realising our potential? Um, And that is what coaching is all about. It's sitting there saying, "Okay, this is my situation. This is how I found myself. And looking at the reasons why, Um, because there are always reasons why. It's not all a case of blind bad luck. Sometimes we are dealt a bad hand. I look at the the young generation, the Gen Zs at the moment, and I think they've been dealt a bad hand. Um, and that's a, a, a conversation for a different podcast, I guess. But I think that, you know, they, they've got it tough. Um, the current GCSE year, for example, of the first year that are sitting their GCSEs with absolutely no mitigation for the fact that they have lost two years of general, you know, proper everyday standard of education. My daughter is seeing her GCSEs this year. She lost year eight and year nine. It was gone. She still studied, but it wasn't the same. And there was massive disruption. So in that situation, I'm trying to help her see 
that, yeah, she has been dealt a bad hand. Absolutely. But sitting there complaining about it, not that she is, but complaining about it or thinking it's not fair and everyone else got it easier and last year had an easier exam. Absolutely. All those things are true. It doesn't help the situation that you're in. The worry doesn't help. I always say to her, worrying about things, all it does, worrying, is guarantee you a bad day. It's all it does. Being constructive with it, thinking, how can I get out of it? How can I change it? What can I do? That is what is going to bring change to your life. But just sitting there worrying and fretting doesn't do that. It needs to be an actual act of changing something and doing something. So how do we rid ourselves of those deep-seated early ideas, those negative thoughts, those things that have been bred into us. And I think basically it's a case of realising that they are doing us no good. And in a lot of cases, they're probably not even true. Where did those self-limiting beliefs, yeah, those beliefs where somebody or you have said, I can't do that, I can't do that. Where did it come from? Did it come from you? Did you grow up thinking, I can't do this, I can't do this? Or were those beliefs, those self-limiting beliefs, were they imposed on you by somebody else? Was it a teacher that you didn't like? Was it a, a family member, a family friend, a parent? You know, that that weird auntie that you see once in a blue moon and, and, and there's always one that goes, oh, you look like you've gained weight or something like that. Shut up. Wind your neck in. You know, if you're the person that does that, stop commenting on other people's weight. It's nothing to do with you or their life choices. Yeah. If somebody asks you for advice, that's a completely different kettle of fish. What do you think I should do about this? Do you think I should do something about my weight or do you think that I should stop smoking or, you know, do you think that I need to change career? Yeah, that's a different thing. But just randomly commenting on it. And there are people that will do that all the time, no matter what. Um, we're not quite sure why. <laughs> anyway, um, so, you know, where did they come from? Was it somebody else? I had a, a teacher at school um, who turned around and said to me, now I should preface this with I was absolutely terrible at maths, still am, um, not just not my bag. Um, and my GCSE maths teacher said to my mother at the last parents evening before I took my GCSEs, so probably about six to eight weeks before the exam. You're never going to pass this exam, so you should just give up. That's what he said to me. Um, and he blamed it all on me in the, in the class. And to be fair, you know, looking back, I wasn't I wasn't engaged. I wasn't paying attention. I didn't believe that I needed it. And I was doing, you know, a rather typically teenage thing of thinking, I don't need this. So I'm not going to pay attention. Um, but that's not the sort of thing that you need. You're never going to pass this. Let's go back and examine that sentence for a minute. Um, so, you know, as a, a 15 year old or a 16 year old going into exam period, somebody saying that to you, what's that going to make you do? Is that going to inspire you? Is that going inspire, to inspire you to to work harder, to look at things in a different way? Or is it going to make you just give up and think, well, screw this, screw this and screw you? Actually, as it turns out, um, I should uh, say that I, I did fail. I failed quite, quite spectacularly um, and got an E in my GCSE maths the first time round. Um, I then fortunately was allowed to join the sixth form that I'd chosen. And uh, on the proviso that I redid my maths, which is fine, um, I went in there with my similar I can't do this attitude. 
and met the most inspiring teacher, um, well, one of, one of the most inspiring teachers I've ever met, who said, okay, and this was to a whole group of us that were doing resits, okay, so you don't want to do maths. I get it. I get it. This isn't your passion. This isn't what you're going to do. What you need to do is pass the exam. And he taught us what we needed to know in about three months. And I went from an E to a C just like that, just with a bit of a different attitude, a different way of learning. Um, and that is what inspirational teaching is all about. Now, fortunately, teaching has come on a long way. There isn't just one way to solve a maths problem. There isn't just one way to learn now. And th that, you know, I was talking about the Gen Zs having uh, being dealt a bad hand. However, this side of things is really, really good because my daughter's math teachers are incredible, absolutely incredible. And he's made her realise that she can do it and she's she's going to pass it because decent teaching. Yeah. Inspirational teaching. But by using the past and the present to shape our lives, we can learn from mistake and learning from our mistakes is one of the amazing things that we can do and we must do. Because if you keep making the same mistakes over and over again in whatever aspect of your life it is, you're never going to move forward. Right. You also need to acknowledge your successes. Yeah. Pat yourself on the back when you've done something good. That is a massive thing. And we are very, very bad at doing it. We're very good at berating ourselves, but we're really bad at congratulating ourselves. Now, I don't. There's various reasons as to why that is. Uh, myself personally, awesome at building up other people, not so much with myself um, and, and challenge those self-limiting beliefs. It's like a spring cleaning of your life. Yeah. It's like when you declutter your wardrobe and you look at it and you're like, yes, get rid of the stuff that isn't working. Get rid of the things that don't fit you. Get rid of the things that are making you sad. Look at that in terms of, you know, putting that analogy onto your life. Challenge the things that were told to you when you were young. You're no good at maths. You can't succeed at this. Yeah. There's a brilliant quote uh, from George Eliot. Um, and it's one of my favourites. And that quote is, it's never too late to be who you might have been. Awesome quote. OK, and it, that is so true. It doesn't matter what stage of your life you've been at. If you think, oh, I wish I could have done that. Why didn't I take the, take the chance to to move forward and do the thing that I was truly passionate about? Who's saying you can't? There's a few things that you can say to yourself in order to build yourself up. Say to yourself, you are capable. Or I am capable. Speak to yourself. I am doing my best. And simply put, I can. OK, so now whatever it is, unless we're talking about growing wings and flying, you've got to have one foot in reality. Sure. But you can. If there's something that you are very passionate about and you want to do in your life, then you can do that. It's quite straightforward, really, isn't it? It's just about changing the way that you're living your life in order to get the things that you want. And very simply put, if you don't make a change in your life, then nothing will change. Yeah. You can't sit there and say, well, I'm going to do all these things, but I'm not prepared to do the work to, to get there. It is all about putting in the graft. It is all about putting in the work. It's all about making the changes that you need to make in order to see the results, whether that's trying to lose a stone. Yeah. If you're going to do what you've always done, then everything will remain the same. OK, we all have heard of self-fulfilling prophecy. If you haven't, it's basically 
a thing where you're saying to yourself, I'm not going to succeed. And by saying to yourself, I'm not going to succeed, the odds are you won't. You have to have an element of self-belief before you embark on something that is going to change. We are all probably quite guilty of self-fulfilling prophecies. That's, you know, oh, I'm not going to lose the weight or, oh, I don't, I'm not really, not really qualified to get that job or I don't really deserve a happy relationship because I'm not perfect either. I'm quite difficult to live with. So maybe it's okay that my relationship is, is unfulfilling or, you know, the more we believe it and the more we say it, the more it will be. What if we change that narrative? What if we are kinder to ourselves? Okay. And give yourself reasons why. Hey, do you know what? I will lose the weight because I am steely determined and stubborn as hell. People say of being stubborn like it's necessarily a bad thing. I don't think it is. I think you can flip anything. If you're stubborn, that means you are damn determined. Yeah. Like that you are going to succeed no matter what, because you've said you will. So use your stubbornness, which as a child may have been put upon you as a negative attribute. Use that as a good thing. Excuse me. <clears throat> I lost my voice momentarily there. Sorry. Clearly, I haven't had enough coffee. Uh, coming back now with a clear throat. <laughs> um, picking up where I left off. Sorry. You know, I will get that job. Yeah, because that's a job that I love. It's a job that I've worked my ass off to get qualified to get. And even if you haven't, I'll use this as an example in my life. I went up for a job as a teaching assistant many years ago and I wasn't qualified. I had a degree. I had, you know, all the GCSEs and those bits I needed, but I didn't have a qualification in, you know, being a teaching assistant. I have one now because I decided that I would do the study after I got the job. Now I got the job and I beat other people to that job. I beat qualified TAs to that job. I beat a teacher to that job because of what I brought to the table. Knowing what you bring to the table is a massive, massive thing. What do you bring? So, yeah, you might not. I'm not saying, it, you know, you might not be qualified as such. I'm not saying if you uh, want to go for a job as a brain surgeon, you don't need to be qualified. I'm just saying that there are jobs out there that you can go. Well, actually, do you know what? I haven't got the formal qualification, but I will go and get it. And I am perfectly, perfectly capable of doing the job while I achieve that qualification. Now, you know, obviously there are exceptions to that rule. Brain surgeon, pilot. If you're if you're not qualified to be a pilot, please don't please don't go and be a pilot, particularly not when I go on holiday later on this year. But do you know what I'm saying? There are always ways round it. And you can say to yourself, I deserve happiness because do you know what? Actually, I'm pretty great. I'm pretty all right, me. I care about people and I'm kind and I want to set a good example to my kids. You should not be setting the example to your kids that it is OK to settle for mediocrity. Perfection doesn't exist. I said this in my intro. It doesn't exist. Perfect. There's no perfect relationship. There's no whatever Kardashian Love Island, whatever that you watch. Um, you know, none of that stuff. You know, life isn't a, a Richard Curtis film. Yeah. Perfection doesn't exist. But and this is a large, in capitals, double underlined in red, but it doesn't mean that we have to settle for meh. Yeah, it doesn't mean that we have to be settled for being belittled or abused or beaten or coerced or just being made to feel less than. If you're in a partnership, 
is so, so important that it is just that. It's a partnership. You build each other up. First and foremost, your husband, your wife, your partner should be your best friend. They should be your ally. They should be the person that has got your back. They should be loyal. If those things, if you look down that list, if they're not there, then questions need to be asked. Yeah. Don't tell your kids that it's fine to settle for mediocrity, that it's fine to settle for those other things, because you've got to look forward. I always think that it is our job as parents to show our children what a decent relationship should be. Is it perfect? No. Sometimes they need to see the warts and all aspect of a relationship. Sometimes they need to hear you have a row and then see that you make up afterwards and see that things are okay and you talk it through and you get to the bottom of it. Okay, just keep that in your head. Remind yourselves we only get one chance. Make it count. Yeah, that's a little bit of Titanic for you. (laughs) Make it count. My other favourite quote when it comes to movies, uh, just while we're on quoting, is um, from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, a John Hughes film from the 1980s. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend you do. Um, And the line is, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and take a look around once in a while, you could miss it. Classic, classic 80s John Hughes. Okay, so realising your own worth is a major step in making the most of your one chance at life. Realising that you are valued and important is the thing that is going to help you achieve those goals. If you don't realise your own worth, then why would you deserve the good job? Why would you deserve a decent relationship? Why would you deserve a nice home that's organised, that works? Yeah, why would your children deserve a decent parent? So have you ever wondered how we are so good at seeing the good in our friends, but hardly ever in ourselves? Think about it. Think about your mates. Think about the people that you love, your family, your friends. We, ha- we are so good. We, we n- literally no issue whatsoever seeing their strengths, their talent, their beauty, their personal skills and achievements. Yeah, we have no issue seeing that in our friends and we champion them because we're their friend, because we're a decent person. Yeah, because we want them to feel good. But when it comes to ourselves, we can't muster up the strength to see the positive. It's really, really difficult to do. So what I challenge you to do is to look at yourself from an outside perspective. What have you achieved in your life? Go right back. Study, career, exams. Did you learn violin to a grade eight? Yeah. Did you achieve really, really good GCSE results? Did you work hard? Did you strive at school? Yeah. And if you didn't do those things, what did you do at school that you were proud of? Because there's usually something. Family life, relationships. Did you build a home? Have you built a home? If you have, God, I'd love to hear from you. Did you do a grand design? Have you built a garden from scratch? We moved into our house in 2021 and it was a great big patch of nothing. It was just grass and I'm building a garden from scratch and I'm absolutely loving every second of it. Looking after other people. Yeah. Do you look after somebody? Are you a carer for a parent or a relative or a friend or a neighbour? Have you got a neighbour that you check in with? Make sure they're okay. Nip to the shops for them. Nurturing our children. Yeah. Always putting them first. How many times do we put our our families above ourselves? Yeah. I challenge you to write a list. Sit down now, get a paper. Get it. Have you got it? Get a piece of paper. Thank you. Done it. Got a pen? 
Where's the pen? It's in the messy drawer, isn't it? Grab a pen. You can pause me if you like. If you want to do this in a minute, I'm going to tell you what to write and then you're going to pause. Don't pause yet. Look back at your life. OK, delve, delve into the depths of your memory for the next five minutes or so. It's all you need. And just recall those things that you could go. Yeah, do you know what? That was good. That was a success. Go pause. Come back to me in a minute. I bet some of you didn't pause, did you? To be honest, I probably wouldn't have done either. That's one of the things that you might need to change. Yeah, I was talking about this earlier. If you want things to change, you've got to start somewhere. So if you want to, you can pause now, giving you a second pause chance. <laughs> anyway, keep that list. Right. Have a look back down it, reread it. And I bet you there's several things on there that you can go. Do you know what? Actually, yeah, I did do that. And I'd forgotten about that. Remind yourself, put that list up somewhere you can see it. Read it. Read it every day. Leave it up there for a fortnight, if you like. Read it up. Leave it up there forever, if you like. Um, and that could be the start of realising your new I can do this attitude. OK. It's too easy to forget our successes and it's too easy to berate ourselves for our failures. I genuinely don't believe that failure is anything other than an opportunity to learn. And really, the, the true failure in life is never having tried. That's a real failure, not giving it a shot, not believing in yourself. So just remember, you get one chance, regardless of what your religious beliefs are on this earth at the moment, as it stands, you get one go round as you make the most of it. Have a great day. Make it count. And I will see you on the next episode. Take care.